the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. The Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Happy that you are with us. We have a, uh, a full show for you today, and uh, we'll uh, unveil that as we go on. Kath, how are things in the uh, spare room for you? Well, I'm in, in a, having a little bit of withdrawal, John. Thank you for asking. From, From what? Wearing flip-flops yesterday. Oh. Feeling temporary spring-ish. Yeah, just a, a small temporary thing, a little snow in the forecast. Then we'll move forward from there, right? I mean, Easter today, looks I, like I've a very got, nice. I've got my big sweatshirt on. I'm wearing my Doc Martin boots. Mm-hmm. I got my big socks on, you know. Just look at it as like, it's like the farewell. I'm saying goodbye. That's all. Okay. It's kind of like the last time you, you know, you see somebody before you break up. I'm going. Okay. Just is that to how I should look at it? I'm breaking <laughs> break it up with winter, and um, this, uh, this is it. Okay, Listen, you'll never see my face. Me, if it was up to me, I would have broken up with winter like several years back. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't think so. I think that's going to be a lifelong relationship. He'll come and go. You know. Great. Thanks a lot. Just the kind up. of partner I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, good. Winter, cold, icy, but soon to hit the road. Well, it's a busy day. I think uh, Joe Biden was in Pittsburgh today. He may, yes. he may still be, right? So I don't know. I heard he was coming. I did not follow along his uh... itinerary. You know, I, I did a quick search of the itinerary, and I believe it was held in check. Like, you know, they sort of held back from the uh, the details for fear of whatever. Well, they That's don't a... want riffraff like us to follow Showing along. Showing up. Hey, Joe. Because we're not on the little piece of paper that he's got there to write down on. With his, with our little pictures and our names and the questions he's going to ask us. Yeah, we got nothing for this guy. We'll talk about winter with Joe Biden. Fine. So as we always do, let's talk uh, about the news stories, the top news stories of the day. Kath, would you please give us the top four at four? For Wednesday, March 31st, 2021, which is the birthday of our erstwhile operations manager, Gary Dixon. Gary Dixon, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Gary. Number one, Pennsylvania officials announced today that all residents will be eligible to schedule vaccination appointments beginning April 19th. If you're keeping track, that's two weeks ahead of the president's directive of May 1st. According to the TRIB, the State Department of Health also launched a new initiative to expand vaccine eligibility to frontline workers. That includes those who work in grocery stores, police officers, firefighters, food and agricultural workers. In a virtual news conference, Acting Health Secretary Allison Beam said workers who can't work remotely or social distance will be eligible for COVID vaccines immediately. Mm. It's good news for everybody, right, John? I agree. Number two. This is not in the good news front. The University of Pittsburgh has instituted a shelter-in-place period beginning at 9 p.m. this evening, which will remain in place until it is, quote, safe to lift. Reading again from the TRIB. 
The message also explained the campus would be moving back to elevated risk posture at the same time, which is the university's highest level of mitigation following several days of high COVID-19 case numbers. Campus dining will be available only via takeout beginning Thursday and common areas like residence hall lounges, rec rooms and kitchens closing tonight. Okay, so two trains running. Vaccinations will be increasing. However, some universities, University of Pittsburgh, case in point here, are shutting down. Just make it be over. Number three. New York has become the 15th state to legalize possession of marijuana for recreational Mm. use, allowing anyone over the age of 21 to possess up to three ounces. USA Today reporting that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo signed the Marijuana Taxation and Regulation Act, of course, hoping anything could take attention away from the problems in his personal life. Um, That was a day after the state legislature approved uh, the passage of the Marijuana Taxation and Regulation Act by a wide margin, 43 to 20 in the Senate and 100 to 49 in the Assembly, with Democrats controlling both chambers. And number four. The New York Times reports that Delta Airlines will sell middle seats on flights starting May 1st, more than a year after it decided to leave them empty to promote distancing. Other airlines had blocked middle seats early in the pandemic, but Delta held out the longest by several months and is the last of the four biggest U.S. airlines, (coughs) pardon me, to get rid of the policy. The company's chief executive said that a survey of those who flew Delta in 2019 found that nearly 65% expected to have received at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine by May 1st, which gave the airline, quote, the assurance to offer customers the ability to choose any seat on our aircraft. And that is your top four at four. Talk about doesn't, mixed doesn't, messages. doesn't right? seem like a scientific approach that Delta Airlines took. <laughs> Like, listen, listen, let me read this again. This is uh, from the New York Times. It's the company's chief executive said that a survey of those who flew Delta in 2019. Okay. Found that nearly 65% expected to have received at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine by May 1st. Now, how would they even, I mean, if you live in a state like Pennsylvania, you couldn't even know that. Mm -mm. Survey says. Right. So Richard Dawson is going to, you know, come on in. He'll be like your pilot. And you know what else I liked? I liked how the airline said it gave the airline, quote, the assurance to offer customers the ability to choose any seat on our aircraft. Like we're all dying to get in that middle seat. I love that seat. (laughs) I've just a whole year I've been able to sit in that thing. It just makes me mad. I guess if you're traveling with family, right? I mean, you you would want to be traveling with your family three, three in a row. So most people are not traveling with their family. Yeah. Well, anyway, so it is mixed messages, right? More vaccines will be available soon. Universities are still going to have, you know, protective shutdowns or classes, virtual, all that. And you can pick your middle seat from the airlines. It's just the state that we're living in right now. That's Hopefully really things will get better soon. That's all. We okay. Can. Let me ask you this. If you pick, if you can pick your seat, if you have that luxury on an airline, which seat are you picking? um i'm not picking anything no seat i'm not gonna fly okay but say i'm just saying if you if you once you're vaccinated and you're feel free to go somewhere are you the kind of person that wants to be in the window are you the kind of person that wants to be in the aisle or are you some kind of like crazy person that for some reason likes the middle seat i want to be in the emergency exit aisle um with that little next to the door 
next to the door next to yeah. the window you, or next, okay um, yeah next to the window next Mike? next to the door um this uh, sounds completely pompous but front seat windows window seat like like the pilot <laughs> yeah i'll take You're the pilot, pilot seat yeah give me okay, that seat there he goes give I mean, me that thing no. i don't want to i don't want to be on the airplane if you're in the pilot seat but that's not i guess the question or they have autopilot <laughs> that's right okay so you want to be in the front seat by the window yeah it's a, you, you, you're the first to get out and you can enjoy the view while you're you know in first flight to get out. yeah okay yeah kath where are you sitting well i'll take any seat as long as i'm on the aisle the aisle, the aisle. i don't like the aisle I, no, I like the aisle. Uh, too too much activity. Aren't you you got to watch your feet into? up yeah. and down. I can't stand having to inconvenience other people when I, I have care. to get up and down. No, I can't stand it. I want to be on the aisle. You be strategic about it. You do, you know, do your business and then uh, you just lock yourself down. You just surrender to it. That's all. Yeah, but, wait, but your bladder doesn't surrender. If you figure things out ahead of time, you know, I think. Oh, listen, do you shot, like right? you're all strategic and able to plan out everything? Um, that's part of my flight plan. That's, that's not part of are you kidding me? Bladder control for 40,000 feet. We're uh, <laughs> right, ready for takeoff. So let's go, my friends. Shut Listen, her down. Part of making, part of making flying <laughs> palatable is I have strategically timed drinks, you know, that I go really? to. You know, I have my, I have an iced tea for a particular time. I have a different variety of iced tea for another time. I mean, this is the way that, you know, you're able to survive these long haul flights. I guess. And that requires that I need access. <laughs> I need access to the restroom. All right. Well, soon and very soon. I hopefully uh, you do get on that airplane, Kath. Thank you. Right? I appreciate that. Let's take a quick break. We're going to step away. When we come back, uh, Josh Brown, Pastor Josh Brown is going to be with us. Do you want to understand the Chris, the Easter story? If you want to understand the Easter story, then you've got to follow along the entire season, the Lenten season and Holy Week. That's next. 101.5 WORD. What's more beautiful than a rainbow after a summer shower? Well, this week on Through the Bible, our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, tells us that a rainbow gives us only a faint impression of the beauty of the New Jerusalem, the city of light and color. Come aboard the Bible bus as we continue our amazing journey through the book of Revelation. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com LBOX. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman. 
which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Analyst Number 1330. Ryan Rack, Analyst Number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. Sunday coming up, of course, this Sunday. And this is how it's worked for me. There have been many years where I've been very diligently uh, praying, reading, thinking about the Easter season, all through the Lenten season, and especially during Holy Week. And then, you know, Easter morning comes, and it's like there's this big emotional thing that happens. And there's also been years where I've had it at arm's length and haven't been nearly as invested. Now, given the choice of one or the other, of course, I'd much rather have the big celebration on Easter morning. So how does that work? I mean, how do you stay faithful to the consistency of the Lenten season and especially Holy Week? Pastor Josh Brown is with us from Belfield Presbyterian Church to talk specifically about that. Josh, it's a really key thing, isn't it? And it's a really important thing of discipline. It is. And John, Kathy, first of all, thanks for having me on again. It's always good to be with you guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think it's something that has to be intentional. It's not something that just happens accidentally. And making sure that we have the, the whole story in view as we get close to Easter itself really allows that day to be what it should be, to be a day of celebration, to be a day of excitement, to be a day of of joy, and and it can be those things uh, if you just kind of step into it midstream, but not in the ways that it could be, and and not to the depth that it could be. Mm. So it's like um, if someone says, "Is this a good book?" and you say, "Yeah, it's a good book," and they pick it up like two thirds of the way through and start reading it, you think, "Well, you're never going <laughs> to, you're not going to yep. appreciate the book if you're starting two thirds of the way in." Yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, another thing that came to mind. I remember. A couple years ago, my wife and I had been hearing about this uh, show. It was, it was a limited series show. I think it was six or eight episodes. Everybody was saying you needed to watch it. It was getting all these great reviews and it was streaming on, I don't even remember, I don't even remember what the show was at this point, honestly. But we, we logged in one night and, and started playing it. And um, we got about a half hour or so into it. And I remember we paused it and both looked at each other and said, this is pretty interesting, but I don't have any idea what's going on. I don't know these people are. I don't know what's going on. And somehow we had started uh, streaming the season finale instead of the the pilot so it was it was a similar right. thing we were, we were about a half hour into it before we realized like, i don't know why these characters are doing what they're doing and yeah who is this guy and why does he hate that guy and what, what is happening here uh right. so we went back and started from the beginning and yeah then it was a great show we really enjoyed it uh so you, yeah, you're right about you, yeah i mean spoiler <laughs> alert josh right i mean there, there you were 
Yeah, exactly. That was it. And so by the time we got back to the finale, we went, oh, all right, well, now I know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but you're right. It, it, you can you can get what's going on. You can maybe kind of piece things together. You can sort of fill in the gaps, so to speak. But there's a there's a much larger story that leads up to Easter. And, and I think the last time that we were that I was on with you guys was the beginning of Lent, and we were talking about uh, even acknowledge that right from the onset that with something like Ash Wednesday, you're acknowledging that there there is something out there that I cannot address on my own. The fact of my own mortality. Uh, is something that I cannot address on my own. And the sin that hangs over my head is something I cannot rid myself of on my own. So having those things, having an understanding of those as you go through, especially the Lenten season, but just life itself, I think, allows you to understand when you get to these times and you hear the good news that Jesus has been raised from the dead, uh, that he has overcome sin and death, and that he's done that for you, that he gives those things the full weight that they have, that they should have. Okay, so then, Josh, here it is. It's Wednesday of Holy Week. Um, yep. You know, if you follow along and you think about Holy Week, at least, you know, my readings, this is the day that Jesus says to the disciples, hey, go see this guy. I'm paraphrasing here. <laughs> go see this guy and have him prepare a room because we're going to have a feast here. And so that's exactly what, you know, starts to take place tomorrow, of course. I mean, things really take off tomorrow, Monday, Thursday. But it's not too late, right? I mean, people can really do a deep dive between now and Sunday. You can. You can, John. And you can do it in all kinds of ways. And uh, you're right. With tomorrow being Monday, Thursday, uh, that is a day that a lot of Christian traditions observe, not all. And uh, as I think maybe a lot of your listeners know, the word Mondi, M-A-U-N-D-Y, comes from the Latin word mandatum, which is a command, means a command. And that's because on that night, Jesus was with his disciples during the, during the Last Supper, uh, or after that is when he said to them, a new commandment that I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. So that was something, that, a very significant thing that happened that night. But it was that evening when he spent with the disciples, when he shared uh, the meal with them that we now often call the Last Supper. He said, you, I, you do this in remembrance of me. Uh, and he said that I'm not going to eat this meal again with you until the time that we eat it in the fullness of the kingdom of God. So, yeah, there's very significant things that are happening tomorrow evening, uh, afterwards when he's praying in the garden, when he's arrested. And Friday, I think a lot of people know Good Friday, sort of what it is, what happened that day, uh, the day in which Jesus was crucified, uh, buried at the end of the day. But you're right, as you journey through all of these things, um, I mean, it, it is all part of the story. And if you see, if you see the anguish, if you see the suffering, if you see what went into uh, the weekend, what happened before that, and the fact that Christ was, as as we say in the creeds, you know, crucified, dead, and buried, then the good news that the tomb is empty on Easter morning, as I've already said, I mean, then it takes on its full resonance as it should. Mm-hmm. Reverend Josh Brown is with us from Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church, which is in Oakland. Um, Josh, what about, you know, the, um, I don't know, I'm thinking about people who are listening to the show who, you know, don't spend time in church and this, you know, the religion Mm -hmm. thing isn't their, um, isn't their jam. And so when they hear us talking about a, uh, an, a holiday celebration that kind of goes on for a week, you know, it has different, you know, moments of pause, different moments of celebration or remembrance or whatever. Um, And that seems like a foreign thing to them. I guess talk about why it can be transformational in life. Um, Well, part of it is is the fact that it is not just a quick one-off thing. Um, 
you know, you can go to somebody's birthday party, graduation party, wedding, for that matter, and, and have a wonderful time. It's a relatively confined event, though. Um, you know, it's got a pretty pretty small window of time in which the whole thing actually takes place. And if you have something that, you know, there's a lot of lead up to it. On the other hand, if you are the one getting married, for example, if you are the one graduating, it's your birthday. It's something that's on your mind for a lot longer. You're doing a lot more of the planning and preparation for that. There's an excitement and anticipation that builds up. So uh, spending some time just even understanding what happened that week and, and the simplest, easiest way to do that is just spend some time reading the Gospels. Uh, that's, that's a very easy, John, I think you said sort of like what are some of the things people can do. Um, that's a very easy practice throughout this week is uh, just, just read some of the Gospels. Uh, not, not, not the entire Gospel. You don't have to read like all of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but pick it up. Pick them up near the end when it gets into these events, when it gets into uh, the events of Holy Week. And, and you could even, I've, I've done, some years I've done like on Thursday, for example, I'll read Matthew's account of the whole thing that happens that weekend and maybe Friday do Mark and Saturday Luke and Sunday John. That's just, there's all kinds of ways you can do it, but just so that you're immersing yourself in it so that it isn't just this kind of quick hit, wow, it's really exciting, Jesus is alive, let's just keep moving on. You know, I mean, I think I, I was looking at um, my timeline the other day on Facebook, and I had made a note, like, I think I went way back to 2004, which was the premiere of the um, the Mel Gibson movie, The Passion of the Christ. Yeah. And to be honest, I've seen that film one time, and that was more than enough. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that a lot of people, you know... Um, they're reading scripture, but they're also using other aids, you know, books of, you know, visual uh-huh. books of, of artwork of, you know, I'm going to look at, you know, some of the great Italian masters as they envision Holy Week, or I'm going to watch a film, yeah. right? I mean, those are all good things to, to have as part of this. It just, I think the point, at least for me is, Josh, the deeper I can get into this, however that is, then the more joy, the more wonder, the more awe, the more fellowship all those things that are really important on easter morning there it is this is this is we talked about this the other day you know christmas of course is extremely important but i believe that easter above all things is the of course most important day of the christian walk yeah well what happened on easter certainly is the most pivotal part of the christian walk i would say uh it's a it's at the end of paul's letter to Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15, where he says, if Jesus hasn't been raised from the dead, then your faith is useless, mm-hmm. our preaching is in vain, and you are still in your sins. Uh, so throughout that chapter of 1 Corinthians 15, he's making that point you just made, John, that this, is, this isn't this is just, the resurrection of Jesus is not just one little Bible story that gets stuck on the shelf next to all the other ones. Um, it, it is, <laughs> it's the heart of everything. And, and Paul says, there, if you lose that, if you lose it, if it didn't happen, then this whole thing is off. Every, everything no is point. up for grabs. Uh, so, yeah, it's certainly not just another celebration day alongside a whole lot of other ones. The other ones are significant. They are important, but all of them, I mean, Christmas itself is really even pointing ahead to this. Well, why did Jesus come? Um, not not just on a kind of divine reconnaissance mission or something, but he came in order to live a perfect life that we could not, in order to die the death that our sins deserve, in order to be raised again uh, in a way that we could not, but in a way that we will be if we belong to him. So even the point of Christmas was to get to this. Yeah. Josh Brown with us from Belfield church in Oakland. Um, Josh, I'll ask you this question, John, I'll ask you too. Um, Each one of you have, you know, a book, um, some kind of, I don't know, piece of music, something that you have really, you know, benefited from during Holy week in the past, or you're using this year. 
Yeah. Josh, you go. Um, yeah, one, I'm, I'm not using it this year, but it's only because I used it just a couple months ago, <laughs> earlier in the year. But there's a, a book called uh, Meditations on the Glory of Christ. It's written by John Owens, 400, mm. 350 years old. Um, and he is, uh, I mean, he, he's an out, outstanding theologian. A lot of his writings is really, really deep and, and sometimes kind of tough to wade through some of his stuff. But these were a series of devotional writings that he did just on the glory of Christ. Um, and I usually try to read through that once a year or so. And I've often done it during Holy Week because he really, he goes all throughout Scripture and just points out things that, you know, I, I had not thought of prior to reading his work or given due consideration to about to just say that this is who Jesus is. Yeah. Uh, and there, we're never going to be able to exhaust the wonder of that. But here are some ways that you can just delight in it. Um, so that, that's a particular one that I have used often. throughout. Tell me the, the title of that again, Josh. Um, it's, it's usually called Meditations on the Glory of Christ. Sometimes it's published in a version that's just called The Glory of Christ. Um, and it's by John Owen. Got it. John, very nice. Yep. John? Uh, I, I've been do, doing two things. Um, I, I got a book a couple of years ago called The Art of Holy Week. And uh, mm-hmm. do you know who Sister Wendy was? Mm-mm, I don't. Sister Wendy? No. I mean, she had this like long-running show on PBS. I mean, literally, she was this very elderly Catholic nun who took a deep dive into religious art. And so this book is derived from that. And so for each, there's a page of a beautiful piece of art, and then there's a devotional that goes along with it. And it takes you through the entirety of Holy Week. Mm. You know, it kind of runs a gamut. It's not all traditional. Some of it's like, you know, outsider art or, you know, but it's very well done. I love that very much. I've been using that. And then I'm also, I listen to this album every year called The Crucifixion. And it's by uh, Fernando Ortega, which... I love it's okay. like you know it's one of the it's a CD in my car and so I I, I play that often. Yeah. Just a couple yeah. of things that's kind of yeah. help me set the tone. That's all. Yeah. What about you, Kathy? I have a. Um, I love this uh, book by AJ Swoboda called "A Glorious Dark." Oh yeah. Um, finding mm-hmm. hope uh, in the tension between belief and experience, and he just talks about you know Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm-hmm. Holy Weekend. It's really thoughtful. Mm-hmm. It's you know a lot of it is a kind of memoir-ish kind of combined with, um, you know, devotional thought about how, I don't know, how our lives work, how the universe, you know, fits together, how suffering is part of what, you know, the life that we understand. Anyway, it's, as you've read, if you've read, any, read anything by him, it's just classic AJ. It's just, I don't how know. We post that stuff. Yeah. We post it, you know, later on in Facebook. Yeah. I'll put it on Facebook. Yeah. Josh, tell us about Belfield and how you guys are going to be celebrating Holy Week. Uh, yeah, we are located right in the middle of the Oakland section of Pittsburgh, right amidst the university and hospitals and, and all, everything that's going on down in, in that part of town. Uh, and we have a handful of different things that we're going to be trying this year. Like like everybody, I think we have been trying to figure out ways to be responsible and faithful in how we're doing this. Uh, so for Monday, Thursday, for tomorrow night, we are going to have a, a service on site in our sanctuary. Of course, we've had all kinds of guidelines and protocols that go along with that. Um, Belfield.org is our website. If anybody's curious, you can find that there. We're also going to post a, a service online for Monday, Thursday. It'll, it'll go up probably about five o'clock or so tomorrow evening. Uh, for Friday, for Good Friday, we're putting out some uh, some online resources that people can use at home for some scriptures, some guided prayers, some meditations and things like that. But we are going to open up our sanctuary uh, from the 12 o'clock to three o'clock period. If people want just a quiet place to come and read or pray or reflect on their own, 
Uh, and then on Sunday, uh, we are going to have an online service that we do. We also have uh, one at 8.30 and one at 11 o'clock on site as well. Very good. Well, Josh, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us to help uh, point us towards this journey of uh, Easter morning and how it changed the world. It's really an important, uh, vital conversation that we must have as believers. So thank you for for spearheading this. Uh, My pleasure, as always. I hope you two have a blessed rest of your Holy Week and happy Easter. Thank you. Josh Brown, Belfield Presbyterian Church, Fifth Avenue in the Oakland neighborhood of the city of Pittsburgh, right across from, uh, I think, what used to be the old Pitt Bookstore. It's still, the, even new, there. It's still the Pitt Bookstore. Is it? Okay. Yep. Did you know that you can have a financial plan that reflects your Christian values? Your values are important. When it comes to planning your financial goals, you want an advisor who understands your Christian worldview. Ameriprise Financial Advisor Doug Komen with Gaskey & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. As a certified kingdom advisor, Doug offers financial planning based on biblical principles. Whether you want to provide for your loved ones, support the causes you care about, or save for the future, he can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. The team at Gasky and Associates have been building client relationships with integrity and trust for over 23 years. And thanks to Doug's dedication to the faith-based community as a certified kingdom advisor, he'll strive to follow your biblical principles as you plan your financial journey. Call Doug Komen today at 724-337-4410, 724-337-4410, or via email at douglas.komen at ampf.com. Ameriprise Financial provides financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. A heart attack? He was 47. What about Janice and the kids? Do they have life insurance? No. Call Select Quote now and get the insurance your family needs at a price you can afford. In minutes, Select Quote found John, 45, in excellent health, a $500,000 policy for only $29 a month. And his wife, Anne, 43, in excellent health, a $500,000 policy for only $21 a month. At Select Quote, we comparison shop some of the most trusted insurance companies in America to find you the best rate in minutes. And it's free. For your free quote, call 1 800 644 1331. That's 1 800 644 1331. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1 800 644 1331. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. For cancer patients, being a survivor doesn't begin at remission. It begins at diagnosis. Word FM presents Survivor Stories, stories of hope, of faith, and courage in the words of patients and caregivers who are living through cancer together. Share your story at wordfm.com. Survivor Stories, sponsored in part by Young Adult Survivors United and Gaskian Associates. Details at wordfm.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com. The Word FM mobile app by heart. Tune in and at radio.com.
Tonight will be cloudy with some rain mixing with then changing to all snow as it becomes blustery and much colder. Snow accumulating a coating to an inch or so, mostly on non-paved surfaces, but watch for slippery spots below 29. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, windy and much colder with a couple of snow showers. Tomorrow's high, 33. Friday will be brisk and chilly with sunshine and a few clouds. Friday will reach a high of 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. serious just think about it is you're breaking up with winter and this is the uh, last time you're going to see winter you and your breakup thing you're just, I just breaking up like can't right yeah but does the i mean it's a breakup okay and, so let's just end it why i mean this is like a long procedure i don't know if breakup is the best analogy a breakup is a metaphor are breakups ever easy no then there are. you go my okay. point's made right you're All just right. breaking up it takes a while All to right, extract you yourself you got me there okay to come to sanity okay right. and I love you, but I got to go because you're cold and that snow thing does not work in my life. It's like an an extended closure, though. That's right. It's okay. Just do do one day and that's it. Well, we're doing it. We're doing doing a a light coating and maybe upwards to an inch and then, you know. No, because then Friday it's going to be 40 degrees. Listen, I sound like a petulant child, but I'm just upset about it. Think about it. Okay, let me take the analogy further. Then you're breaking up with winter, which is tomorrow. You know, you take the uh, the abundance, and then you go to bed, which is Friday, and then you know because you're suffering in your pain, and then you wake up on Saturday, and it's a brand new day. Okay, great. Listen to Mister Sunshine here. I'm just saying. Normally, it's the the opposite. This this could be the first time ever that this has happened. I'm just telling you. You know, it's it's coming. Better days. It's April. Tomorrow's April first. Great. I mean, fabulous. Okay. Great. All right. Listen to this. Crosses that were etched in mysterious abundance across the walls of Christianity's most sacred church were long assumed to be graffiti, but they may be the work of medieval masons who were paid to carve them by pilgrims, research suggests. Hmm. This is somewhat kind of like a fundraiser or a ticket to heaven sort of thing. Okay, I, I'm, I'm a little resistant to both of those. Why don't you right. explain more? Well, okay, revered in Christian traditions at the site of Jesus' crucifixion and burial, uh, Jerusalem's Church of the Holy Sepulchre usually bustles with worshipers, of course, not uh, during okay. uh, this year. Mm-hmm. But renovations that started in 2018 at one of the chapels featuring thousands of the crosses bunched and hand-engraved gave Israel's antiqui- Antiquities Authority an opportunity for research. So what they found was that the uh, the um, they took these digital cameras and they did three-dimensional images. And the unique phenomenon of the placement of the crosses in their abundance with the same markings from just several stonemasons, because then there were initials placed on many of the crosses of stonemasons, they're assuming. So what they're thinking is, Pilgrims arrived at the church. They gave the people who were in charge of the church at the time some small amount of money. The commemorative crosses were carved. And then, you know, there was your mark as a believer on the church. What do you think? Okay, are they saying that it, that is what's ha- what has happened? They're assuming. They're just saying. Because it, it's coming from three different markings of the same, you know, three different stonemasons, and then the initials of the stonemasons across thousands of these crosses. So they're just assuming this was kind of like a pray for pay sort of thing. I'll put it that way. Okay, so it was like it gave a, an artist a chance to get his work out there? No, no. It gave someone who is a believer a chance to 
imagine themselves closer to heaven. Oh, okay. Kind of like you're paying for a stained glass window, mm. right? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's all. Is there any evidence that there were like patrons, people who would pay them to do that? No, because all the crosses are similar in size, right? Height and width. Hmm. So who's so they were probably just done by three people mm-hmm. who wanted to make their own offering, so to speak. I'm sure in cooperation with the people who controlled the church at the time. Well, I don't even know what to say about that, John. See that that? I've said this before. That's one of the things that makes me slightly reticent to go to the Holy Land. I've never been, and of course, if someone said, "Would you want to go?" I'd say yes because I, 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 of course, I would. But one of the things that I I have always considered is the kind of the weird marketplace commercialization of things. Of thing. I like, I can't, I have a hard time with that. I mean, you know, look at the Catholic church had all those things. I mean, the, the, you know, the splinter of the cross of Jesus, you know, right. right. I mean, you know, on, like, you, you know, know, the, the, the practice that, you know, you couldn't, you know, every, every Catholic congregation had to be founded with some relic. Right. You know, this is like, you know, a tibia of, you know, St. Michael Moller, something like that. Right. Right. I don't right. know. Uh, yeah, believe me, if you go with that attitude, looking for that, you'll find that and you'll be disappointed. There's no doubt about that. Right. Well, maybe that's why you haven't taken me. Yeah, it's better just to. John's like, there are several reasons I haven't taken you. That doesn't even make the top five. Very nice. Uh, shall we step away and continue on with the show? Uh, our next guest is with us in a few minutes. Uh, Ann Kennedy, 10 things that literally happened. That's next. The Ride Home for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 WORD FM. WORD Coming up on Love Worth Finding There is more And so many never find it That is the door of worship That will change your life From the monotonous to the momentous It is the maximum privilege That we have You were saved to worship God Hear Adrian Rogers series Exalting Our Savior This month on Love Worth Finding Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. It's springtime and it feels good. And we made it through March to March and beyond this crazy, topsy-turvy, upside-down year that we all went through. And none the worse for the wear. Well, okay, maybe, yeah. (laughs) A little rough around the edges for most of us, right? A little rough, but we survived. So now you're in the market thinking about a new house with a big, light, airy living room, a kitchen with a space for the kids, a long table, a place to hang out in, a backyard, maybe a garden, a deck. When it's time to buy, look, everyone's talking about low, low interest rates, right? Everybody knows that. So when you're looking for a mortgage, what do you need? Somebody who's honest, somebody who's upfront, somebody who's easy to work with, and somebody you can trust. United Faith Mortgage. The direct lender advantage is everything. People like us for us. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Right now, there are more starving people on Earth than ever before. Drought, hurricanes, a global pandemic. All have led to millions of people who were once hungry, now living on the edge of starvation. People on the brink of starvation going from 135 million to 270 million people around. So where is the hope? The hope comes through you. You bring hope in the midst of hopelessness. 
today. You can make sure a child has the life-saving food she needs to thrive during these difficult times. Through Food for the Poor, $37 gives six months of life-saving food. So how many children can you rescue? Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. When you give food, you give hope and life. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. It only takes a moment to rescue a child. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Or click the Food for the Poor banner at wordfm.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. all of a sudden something jumps out at you and you go, hold on, wait a second. Wait, wait, just one minute. Did that really happen? I mean, really? Ann Kennedy's with us. Ann's a regular guest on our show. She is the author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. She also blogs daily at the Pathios website. And here to, to talk to us about that specifically, 10 things or so that literally happened. Ann, welcome back. Great to be here. I find it. So we remember back to a week ago when the Suez Canal was blocked by the ship, right, Anne? Literally. Yes. It was my favorite week of the year. Okay. Now, see, (laughs) I knew you'd be twisted about it, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. Now, here's, here's the thing that I loved. What I loved is with all of our problems with, like, you know, ransomware and with Russia trying to, you know, digitally disrupt our U.S. elections and everything. This was a remarkably analog problem. And that was, it was comforting. So to, it, it, it was comforting to me that we had such an analog problem. Yeah, sand dunes. Yes, I loved it. I loved that, like, somebody could actually drive a ship into the land and totally disrupt all of trade for a whole week. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now the reason I bring that up, other than the fact that you and I are twisted people, um, is that (laughs) those there it like I said, there's something about like the physical when when things happen of a physical nature, because so much of our lives are digital, I find myself kind of like taking in oxygen gratefully, like, okay, right. So I'm now connected with something true. And so what you've written about here are 10 things that actually happen, not things that like happened in some magical, you know, universe, but like actually happened. Yes. Well, I, you know, there's always a big debate between is the Bible, you know, are you supposed to read the Bible literally or, you know, as my child says, metaphysically, (laughs) because she's kind of a jerk. Um, You know, it's kind of a bad thing to take the Bible literally. And of course, the main thing about scripture is that you should read each genre the way it was written. So, you know, the proverbial, when God, you know, blows his nose, does that mean he has a big nose? Or, you know, when he has his mighty hand, does he really have a hand? Of course, the Bible speaks metaphorically and poetically about a lot of things. And you're not supposed to go in and say, 
well, that must mean that God, you know, whatever. Um, you have to read the genre for what it is. But what's so wonderful about the boat in the Suez Canal and the Passion of Jesus is that a lot of things that people assumed at the time of Jesus were metaphorical, that they would not actually happen, um, turned out to be real. So, you know, when it when it became dark and midday, uh, people really thought that that, you know, the day of the Lord was a sort of a spiritual thing that would happen not on the Internet, but maybe in your heart. Um, and then it actually turned dark at midday when Jesus died on the cross or was hanging on the cross. Um, and I, you're right. Our, our very digital uh, Internet-oriented lives need actual physical yeah. reality to show, show us that not everything is a meme. Not everything is a metaphor. Some things actually happen in real time and real space. Right. So then there you said it, Anne. I mean, the, the, the sky turned dark, and then uh, God's wrath poured out. The temple was split in two. There was an earthquake. Those things literally happened, right? There is a record historical of that. Yeah, there was uh, somebody, I did my 10, and then somebody on Twitter today added 11 and said, yeah. And when the people, uh, the graves opened up and dead people walked out of their graves, uh, that was another wonderful one. Uh, there were so many things that happened in the life of Jesus that people had assumed had just spiritual content and not physical, material, mm-hmm. real, historical, verifiable, with eyewitnesses um, account. And um, the crucifixion of Jesus is so wonderful because it that this is those few hours on the cross gathers up so much from the Old Testament that people assumed wasn't going to really happen or that spiritual, you know, Israel sort of spiritually embodied the words. Um, And I love that because, you know, a lot of us as uh, 21st century evangelicals like to spiritualize or metaphorize or allegorize the the apocalypse. But I think we're going to be really surprised when Jesus actually is the only light in the sky, you know. We're going to be like, oh, I thought that was just in my heart, you know, that Jesus was alive. <laughs> uh, we're going to be surprised that Jesus is a real physical human person who comes back. We're going to not be excited about it. Uh, the way that the, when Jesus was dying on the cross, people were not excited. Ann Kennedy's with us, author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. Uh, And, you know, one of the things that I love most, I love most about the the whole Holy Week account is the tearing of the temp of the curtain in the temple, the Holy of Holies. And I can't, all I can think of, I can't imagine being there and, and seeing that, like it, it is exactly what you're talking about that, you know, if you paid attention to Jesus and what he said, that he was going to be the propitiation for sin. He was going to be the final statement, right? He was going to be, he was going to be the link between sinful human beings and a holy God, but to see it, to see it like that in a physical sense on a piece of cloth 
you know, the, the, the proof that all of the stuff that the Israelites had been taught by God from the very beginning in the tabernacle, like that wasn't wasted. That wasn't pretend, you know, that was a real thing. I, you know, I could go on and on. Yeah. I mean, I love that too. So, and we were doing the show yesterday and of course we're still doing the show from home right outside my window, a tree fell in our backyard. And the sound of that was like a freight train. So I can't imagine, you know, the audio of the curtain tearing the earthquake that had to freak people out. I mean, I just love the idea that it was all enveloping. One of the, one of the wonderful things in the gospel of John is that he says that the people, when Jesus died, went away beating their breasts. And, of course, not all of those people believed in him later, but when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, a lot of the people who saw the crucifixion, all the pieces came into place for them, and they, they sort mm-hmm. of understood immediately and, and, and put their faith in Christ. Um, yeah, it was a really—people saw it. They were overwhelmed. They experienced the whole Passion Week, um, and they had been brought up. Their whole—their food and drink up to that point had been— um, well, in our in, in the Anglican Church, our lectionaries for the week of, of Holy Week, we've been reading about the construction of the tabernacle and the temple. So mm-hmm. every week, last week and this week, we've been reading about um, the number of rings in, that you had to have on the curtains and the amount of gold and the, the um, actual measurements of the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat. And Aholiab and Bezalel and the gifts that were given to them by God to make the tabernacle. That's all of the readings leading up to the death of Christ. Um, they're they're put against Jesus, um, you know, in the you know arguing with people in the, before he dies. Um, so he himself was the temple. Uh, he he actually embodies. We use that word so much, and it doesn't mean anything. But he actually did embody the temple he was the temple and um so yeah when he died the the curtain you would have heard that you would have heard it rip apart and um then and then the people went away it says beating their breasts they saw it and they were moved they didn't even know why and um because god is so merciful that he comes into our physical and material circumstances and he shows us who he really is and that he wants to be with us, and he's willing to die even to do it. And it's very moving. It's it's exactly what we need in a time where uh, the the best meme is a boat uh, dashing into the Suez Canal. That's very good. It's Ann Kennedy, and we got to go. Happy Easter to you and all your fam. Yeah, Ann, love you so much. Thank you. You guys too. And Kennedy, look for her at the Pathios blog, where she blogs daily. I mean, just really super well done. Take a quick break. Come back. Survivor stories, stories of people who have come through the cancer journey. That's straight ahead. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax. 
tax relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Spring House vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit, to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? SelectQuote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Listen, WPIT knows that the story of a cancer survivor doesn't start on the day you ring the bell or the day someone says you're cancer free, but it starts on the day you were diagnosed. Every survivor has a story and we want to hear yours. So we've been asking people to share their survivor stories. We want to encourage others. We've been reading them on the show and um, we're happy to give away for those people whose stories we do read um, a very nice dinner at Roland Seafood Grill in the Strip, which is a place that we love. I was thinking of going there yesterday when the weather was so nice, John, but I just couldn't quite make it down there. Um, but for everyone who's involved in this, um, Roland's has been very kind about um, offering those as an encouragement to everybody, um, especially those who've been through this journey. And so today we have a new survivor story to share. John? I'm writing on behalf of one of my dear friends, my dear friend, Washboard. Tony Frocio was living life to its fullest in 2006, making music with a rock band. Tony was having medical problems, but didn't share and didn't have medical insurance. But things got serious enough for him to see a physician. When he did, he received a dismal diagnosis for a man in his 40s, colon cancer. He had a large tumor, which doctors deemed inoperable. However, God does work in miraculous ways. Tony had faith, 
The doctors operated and he started treatment. His friends rallied around him, holding benefits to help with treatment costs. Tony's faith and love for the Lord grew through his illness and now lives for the Lord and plays in the worship band at God's Country in Butler. He's still with us because God is good. Very nice. Submitted by uh, Tony's friend, Maria. Congratulations, Tony. 2006 to 21. Keep on going. Cancer free. So happy for you. Mm -hmm. Wordfm.com forward slash survivors. You want to submit your story, whether you're a survivor yourself or know someone who does. One hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh" and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden in Pittsburgh and will soon announce his infrastructure proposal. The announcement will address how to modernize roads, railways, and bridges, and could include some three trillion dollars in new taxes. A new report says U.S. deaths last year topped 3.3 million, the nation's highest ever annual death toll. That includes about 375,000 deaths from the COVID-19 pandemic. The CDC report stated COVID-19 was the third leading cause of deaths in the U.S. after heart disease and cancer. Under recalling more than 628,000 vehicles in the U.S. to replace fuel pumps that can fail, causing the engines to stall. The recall covers much of the Honda an Acura model lineup from 2018 to 2020. Stocks closing mixed. The Dow fell 85 points. The Nasdaq gained 201 points. This is SRN News. Best wireless carrier now has stronger expanded coverage. Patriot Mobile. Not only that, but they're committed to support conservative values instead of the companies that don't like Planned Parenthood and other liberal causes. Right now, they're offering new expanded coverage choices that blanket America. Yes, it's true. And here's more reasons to switch. They're the only Christian conservative wireless service provider in America. Now rated number one in customer satisfaction of all wireless wireless companies and when you talk to their u.s-based customer service team you get real answers again new expanded coverage on dependable nationwide 4g lte networks switch and support today with every call sanctity of life discounts for first responders and veterans support for the first and second amendment call 972 patriot or patriotmobile.com slash g-o-r-k-a that's 972 patriot or patriotmobile.com slash gorka patriot mobile the country's only christian conservative wireless provider We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. What if you could unpack once but wake up in a new majestic destination every morning? Join Alistair Begg, Laura Story, and Michael O'Brien on the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise the summer of 2021. Along with teaching from God's Word, you'll see the Creator's handiwork in picturesque scenes surrounding the ship before stepping off into ports like Juneau, Sitka, and Ketchikan. Visit the famous Hubbard Glacier with its impressive wall of translucent blue ice. Combine this with daily teaching and worship and friendship.
friendly fellowship. You won't want to miss this trip of a lifetime. Call 855-565-5519 to join or visit deeperfaithcruise.com. Discover the wonder of Alaska. Seven life-changing days of powerful worship and Bible study featuring Alistair Begg, Laura Story, and Michael O'Brien. Sign up now, 855-565-5519, or visit deeperfaithcruise.com. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school, or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Robinson Township Christian School. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Tonight will be cloudy with some rain mixing with then changing to all snow as it becomes blustery and much colder. Snow accumulating a coating to an inch or so, mostly on non-paved surfaces, but watch for slippery spots below 29. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, windy and much colder with a couple of snow showers. Tomorrow's high, 33. Friday will be brisk and chilly with sunshine and a few clouds. Friday will reach a high of 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock week. I think a lot of us are leaning forward into uh, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and of course, uh, Saturday and Easter Sunday as well. Kathy, uh, what a year it's been. You yourself, as a worship leader in a local church, uh, but the church has had to uh, adjust and pivot and swirl around in numerous ways. And of course, uh, from the outside, from being a worshiper, there are many, many things that all of us who love to go and worship together in community have missed about this year. Yep. So I was really uh, interested and surprised to see uh, our good friends at Barna who make their living doing surveys. And they have a survey out today, what churchgoers missed in in-person services in 2020. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So tell me the list. Okay. So, Let me, can I guess a couple? Yeah. So here's the deal. So Barna, as they always do, they interviewed um, somewhere in the neighborhood of three to 6,000 people. So, you okay. know, they don't, they don't give you, but the thousands and thousands of people, and then they break them down. What do you miss about attending in-person, in-person worship service, select all that apply. So, um, Top of the list. What, okay. what do you think would be the top of the list? Top of the list is going to be, what do I miss about in-person worship? Oh, communion. This is it. Number one, 24% yeah. of respondents said the thing they miss most is taking communion, Good. the Eucharist, 24%. That's wonderful. I'm really yep. glad that people, so that, 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 that when you don't have that, that's a vacancy in your life. Yeah. 23% said they've missed socializing with other churchgoers yeah. before and after service. Mm-hmm. 21% listening to a sermon or a homily. Of course, you could get that online. You get that online, sure. Right, but of course. But it's different you know, in person, right? Sure is, yeah. 19% of respondents said the chance to connect with like-minded people. Okay. I miss my people, right? Yeah. Miss your peeps. 17% said, this surprises me. 
greeting others or passing the peace <laughs> during service. No, 17%. What's, in- what's interesting about that is that John Hall is not part of the 17%. <laughs> that's what's interesting about it. Uh, that, I, I'm happy to see that. Uh, that's not yeah. even on my blank right there. Yeah, actually, the, the, the number one thing John's enjoyed in the COVID-19 era is not having to pass the peace in church. That's it. I'll pass it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you a nod there. Uh, 16%. You should see. I mean, it's just great. What? If you if you ever attend church with John, just seeing the, just the horror on his face, just weekly when it happens. I mean, I it's, know it's, it's coming. Sad, it's satisfying from a distance and in, in kind of a sad way, but. I mean, I'm, I'm of two minds. Sometimes I just kind of throw uh-huh. myself out there yeah. and have the shortest, most awkward conversations of the entire week. Other times I just surrender and stand next to my wife. Mm-hmm. And act like you've never been there before. I just like, <laughs> just, I'm not trying to be antisocial. It's just an awkward, you know, it is an awkward time. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that 17% of the people said that they missed that the most. Yeah, imagine. All right. Um, 16% said they missed live music. Okay. Uh, 15% readings and liturgies. Yeah. Uh, 12% the chance to meet new people. Huh? Okay. <laughs> well, it's really hard to meet new people with a mask on in the church. Right. I mean, I've done it over the last year, but it's not, you have to really try hard. Mm-hmm. 10% said they missed Sunday school. I'm surprised that number is so low. Okay. Let me tell you this. I want to know how many people have made this mistake because you're most identifying characteristics of you are covered in a mask. Yeah. How many of you have had someone come up to talk to you at church and you think I have never seen this person in my life? It's your new mystery friend. Okay. So here's what happened to me. So someone comes up to me and says, you know, hi. And I said, the thing you should never say, is this your first Sunday at the church? And he says, been here 30. No, I've been coming here since the summer of 2018. Oh. I say, <laughs> okay. As the worship leader, There's no I want to really welcome no, you. you. You can't get, you really can't recover from that. No, you, you just really have can't. to, no, you, no, have you to, can recover. You have, to, you have to bow out and Look, just say, I, you're, I didn't recognize your eyeballs. I, I sort of see you through your nose or your face or your mouth or something like that. I, I couldn't, I couldn't formulate, I couldn't formulate language really at that point. Don't feel bad about that. Okay. Um, 10% of the people uh, miss volunteering. Child care, hospitality, okay. corporate prayer. Four uh, percent miss having children uh, while I attend service. Have, miss having children. They well, gave them up. Four <laughs> percent. Uh, child care. Okay. Having child care while I attend service. Yeah. If you having children, uh, it'd be the Church of the Lamas, right? Eleven <laughs> percent. Uh, I love this. None of the above. <laughs> when they said so they they're glad to be rid of all that. I don't know. And then sixteen percent say my church is meeting in person. Oh, right. which which means that it's better than yours, right? In some ways, right? We have few people are so fear based. Anyway, it's interesting. I mean, I, I really is interesting that twenty four percent of the people said they miss communion the most. That leads right. the pack from the good friends at Barna. That's very okay. Now, what about this? What about the other survey that I saw that said this Services. is from the Washington Post? The church membership while we're speaking of church membership, has fallen below the majority for the first time. What does that mean? That less, so Fewer 50% than 50% or less of the people go, are not going to church. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that doesn't surprise me. Does that surprise you? Um, no, but I still think it's a significant milestone that less than 50% of Americans belong to a church. I mean, for a lot, because here's the thing. You think it's the, belong the, or attend? No, it's membership. It's belong. Yeah. So what I think is um, even more sobering about it 
is that there are a ton, a ton of people who belong to churches who don't go. Oh, yeah. So the number is significantly sure. lower. Yeah, yeah. Than 50%. I don't know. I shouldn't be, I'm not surprised by that. And the diminishing church here, you know, the, re, oh no, the church is shrinking. I, I don't think that's neither here nor there. I don't think we have to be concerned about that. Really? I'm not concerned about it. Okay. Are you concerned about it? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I think the church is still going to be strong and those that remain will be super strong. Mm-hmm. No, I, mean, I think it, it won't I'm, be cultural Christianity. Yeah. No, It'll I'm sure you're right about that. Yeah. And I, I think I, so you're saying in some ways that that's a good thing because people who the aren't the chaff. Yeah. So people who aren't really bought in aren't just aren't going to show. Yeah. I mean, you know, so you don't, you're not going now because you know, it's what we did all the time or yeah. Easter and Christmas. No, it's a, it's a conscious choice. It's a right. muscle in your life. You show up because you love it and you want it and you need it. Yeah. But you know, I think that it's also important to say that, I don't know, a hundred years ago, there were more people who really believed and I'm wanted I'm sure it that's true it. as well. Yeah, I agree so, with that. Can go either way. Yeah. All right, we need to step aside. We come back, we're going to talk about Lenten devotion. What's that, what that looks like? Amy Julia Becker is an award-winning writer on disability. And she's going to talk to us about Psalm 22, maybe get us headed in a different direction for Holy Week. What's next? Wednesday edition, Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Easter is a time when Christians celebrate Jesus' victory over sin and death. The tomb is empty. Christ is risen. We believe it by faith. But how do we overcome the skepticism of others? Alistair Begg investigates the historical evidence for the resurrection. All this week on Truth For Life. Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. Right now, there are more starving people on Earth than ever before. Drought, hurricanes, a global pandemic, all have led to millions of people who were once hungry, now living on the edge of starvation. People on the brink of starvation going from 135 million to 270 million people around. So where is the hope? The hope comes through you. You bring hope in the midst of hopelessness. Today, you can make sure a child has the life-saving food she needs to thrive during these difficult times. Through Food for the Poor, $37 gives six months of life-saving food. So how many children can you rescue? Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, I want to give when you give food. 
You give hope and life. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. It only takes a moment to rescue a child. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Or click the Food for the Poor banner at wordfm.com. Receive a $5 rebate by trading up a non-contact thermometer toward an Exergen temporal scanner purchased at any retailer. Fever is a leading symptom of COVID, and using an accurate thermometer has never been more critical. In published studies, no-touch thermometers miss more fevers than they detect. While the new COVID vaccines are becoming more widely available, it is important to make sure you are protected. Monitor for fever with an accurate thermometer backed by more than 80 published peer-reviewed clinical studies. Details at exergen.com, where accuracy matters. Why have you forsaken me? All right. Is that the question of the week? Why have you forsaken me? Psalm 22, of course, um, you know, everybody knows Psalm 23. A lot of people do. But uh, Psalm 22, this week especially, uh, there is a lot to uncover. Amy Julia Becker is with us. Amy Julia is a regular guest on our show, award-winning writer, speaker on faith, family, disability. She is the author of four books, including White Picket Fences, Turning Towards Love in a World Divided by Privilege. Amy Julia, welcome back. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you all. Yeah. Amy, um, first off, happy Easter. We're happy that you were able to be with us during Holy Week. And um, let's talk about Psalm 22. So this is, you know, a portion of this is what Jesus quoted when he was hanging on the cross. Um, uh, How do you see it? How has it changed your look at Holy Week? Yeah, Psalm 22 is um, a really interesting psalm because what most of us know, what I've often just known of it is that first line, my God, my Mm -hmm. God, why have you forsaken me? And that's quoted in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And then um, John actually quotes from Psalm 22 as well, because he refers to, and actually a couple of the gospel writers do later on in the psalm, where it says they divided my lots, uh, my clothing, clothing among them and cast lots for them. So there's this sense of Jesus on the cross referring back to Psalm 22 in every single one of the gospels. But something I didn't learn until really pretty recently uh, is both that the way that Jewish people and Jesus certainly knew their Bible was different than us. And so especially referring to Psalms, which were sung like literally as songs and were known by heart by many of the Jewish people. So to refer to the first line of a Psalm is to refer to the entire Psalm. And the way I've talked about it before is like in America these days, if anyone says or sings the words, let it go, you don't just hear Let It Go, you hear the whole story of the movie Frozen that, you know, swept across our entire nation. And so similarly, when Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is referring to the desolation and, I mean, just that really, really hard place of suffering that he is in and that the psalmist is in. But he's also referring to the rest of the psalm, which moves through that desolation and into a place of hope. Hmm. So that's interesting. So then when Jesus was on the cross and he, he said that, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For those who knew their Bible, I'm sure it did much more than arch an eyebrow because they, you know, there was the rest of the story. Yeah. It's really a reference to really the story of God's work. Yes. In Jesus and yes, on the cross, but even throughout redemptive history, I mean, over and over again, from a place of desolation to a place of redemption. And certainly, you know, for Christians who are able to look back at those words 
I think you're right. Jewish people at the moment would have gotten more from it than I do just in hearing that one sentence, without a doubt. And then certainly post-resurrection, thinking back to him saying that, I mean, the final verse of Psalm 22 is, they will proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, for he Mm -hmm. has done it. And again, I think of John's words, you know, recording Jesus saying, it is finished. He has done it. Um, So there is a sense of this really big picture story of God's ongoing redemptive work um, through both the cross and the resurrection that I think is being uh, at least hinted at, I mean, more than hinted at, you know, I mean, again, the end of the Psalm, all the rich of the earth will feast and worship. I mean, there's just this pretty amazing triumph at the end, but it doesn't pretend that there's not devastation at the beginning. I also appreciate that so much of Psalm 22, you're talking about the, you know, the meta, you know, grand parts of it. Um, Some of it is agonizingly personal, like um, from birth, this is verse 10, from birth, I was cast upon you from my mother's womb. You've been my God. Mm. Do not be far from me for trouble is near and there was no one to help. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax it has melted away within me. And then later in 24, I love this. I mean, after, after reading those things, you know, or verse six, but I am a worm and not a man scorned mm-hmm. by men and despised by people. All who see me mock me, they hurl insults, shaking their heads. But then you go to 24 and it says for it's talking about the Lord for he has not despised or disdained the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him. He has listened to his cry for help. Um, so there's like this, you know, deep, it's just such a perfect thing, isn't it? It's like a, it's like an acknowledgement of his personal suffering and also yeah. his, his full resolute hope and belief that he was not, he was not ruined. He was not turned aside um, and that his father did not despise his suffering. I feel like for us, it is so tempting when we are in suffering to pretend that the suffering isn't real or to think that we have to deny the suffering if we're going to be people who have hope. But I think that what Jesus shows us and what the psalmist shows us is that we can really acknowledge the suffering and even trust that God is with us in the midst of it and yet also hold on to hope. Like there's a a both and that, at least for me, is often really hard. I feel like it would be hard for me to say to God what Jesus said to God and what the psalmist said to God, you know, here's how I feel. It is so awful, and you seem to be so far away that I have been forsaken, and yet I'm going to continue to hold on to hope. And, And that's what we've got here, and it's pretty beautiful, but also really hard. So, Amy, uh, here we are, right? We're hopefully towards the end of this really weird year we've gone through. Mm. How have you, uh, you know, personally, with your family, with your faith, talk about Psalm 22 as an overlay for your past suffering. I mean, you know, everyone alive on this earth right now has suffered in some form in 2021 and now, you know, uh, in 2020 and 2021. What's it been like for you? Yeah, you know, I think our family has had an easier time of it than most people, which is not to say that it hasn't been hard, but I have been aware we live in a small town, and that just means population density. We're able to get outside easily. Our kids have been able to spread out, which means they can physically go to school, which, I mean, they didn't last spring, and so when they were able to go back this fall, it just made a tremendous difference to our mental health for all of them to be able to be, you know, in the classroom with other children. 
And certainly we have not had uh, just the grievous loss that I know some communities have specifically from COVID. That said, I do um, have taken a lot of comfort in the idea that God doesn't only suffer for us, but also suffers with us and that we are not alone, uh, whether that's individually or collectively in the midst of grief and of suffering. And hopefully this past year will give all of us a sense of deeper compassion for one another, a deeper understanding of how much it matters that we be communities and not just live our individual isolated lives, but that we actually stay connected to one another. Um, and hopefully we can actually be part of this work, you know, that God wants to do of healing and of restoration. Amen to that. Amy, Julia, um, tell us about your kids. Tell us about yeah. how that's, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear that they've been in school. Um, you know, they're getting big and you're, you're like in a little bit of a different phase of parenting than when we first met you. Well, that is so true. And honestly, um, I, I do find that for me, <laughs> parenting's a lot easier for me now. My kids are 15, 12, and 10. And uh, as you know, our oldest daughter, Penny, has Down syndrome. Again, for her, I'd say the pandemic has probably been the hardest just because of that um, sense of social isolation. It's harder to connect with friends, I think, for many kids with disabilities. And that's true for her and has been all the more true when you've got a mask on. Um, and yet, again, being in person in school is great. Uh, she's actually been able to continue doing, uh, she takes dance classes almost every day of the week, and that's been wonderful. And we have a really supportive church community, and I'm so mm -hmm. grateful okay. for just the love and care that all three of our kids get there. So on the whole, they're doing well. They're growing up. Our son, William, literally, we were the same height at the beginning of the pandemic, and he's now five <laughs> inches taller than I am. Oh, my, so gosh. Oh my gosh. We know what's happened to him in the past year. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, pandemic's been yeah. good. So yeah. I mean, just as you leave us, then reflect once more as an encouragement for our audience to think about, here we are uh, on Wednesday of Holy Week, Psalm 22 uh, on your website. You've done a study about this. Obviously, this has roots in your life, and there is importance that we go there and we look about this, read this, and meditate on it. Yeah, I think the uh, for me, Hope is that we learn more and more what it means to die with Christ, to put to death the things in our life that keep us from God, so that we can rise with Christ into the real, true, new life that God has for us. And that has been my encouragement um, this Lenten season in learning more about Psalm 22 and in looking forward um, to Easter Sunday is that I learn more about what it means to go into this place of forsakenness and desolation with Jesus because he's gone there with me. And then that I learn more and more about what it means to be able to say at the end that we will proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn for he has done it. Amen. Amy Julia Becker. She's the author of white picket fences turning toward love in a world divided by privilege. Amy Julia, happy Easter. Yeah, Happy, happy Easter. Easter. Thanks for having me. Yeah. A great pleasure. We'll take a, a quick break and we'll regroup. It's our annual foray, or I'm mean, sorry, our annual. daily foray mm -hmm. uh, into the ridiculous. Does this make sense? That's next on the ride home. Century 3 Chevrolet knows price sells cars. Right now, get into a new Equinox LS with zero down and pay just $169 a month. That's zero down, $169 a month for a new Equinox LS at Century 3 Chevrolet. Find new roads. Century3Chevrolet.com. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. 
You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Hard to believe, but soon graduation season will be upon us. And for the graduates at Grove City College, holding that degree in their hands, it means something different. It means something different from a four-year traditional secular college because Grove City College is so biblically based. The tools that are necessary to navigate through four years at Grove City College, totally different than a traditional college. Do yourself a favor. There is truth. There is strength. There is great growth from a Christ-centered worldview, and you only get that at Grove City College here locally. Kath? One of the things that I've thought of a lot since my kids started at Grove City is the fact that I, I think they hear more of um, differences of opinion there than they would at a public school. And I know that sounds surprising to people. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I feel like the professors there are really eager to hear from students who have different points of view about things. Mm -hmm. And um, discussions can happen in the classroom there where, you know, different points of view are not just respected, but they're actually invited. And, you know, in a lot of public schools now, that's just not the case. And so looking back on Grove City, it's one of the things I've been most thankful for. It's a really well-rounded education. It's a complex world. Start out right with a degree from Grove City, gcc.edu. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight will be cloudy with some rain mixing with then changing to all snow as it becomes blustery and much colder. Snow accumulating a coating to an inch or so, mostly on non-paved surfaces, but watch for slippery spots below 29. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, windy and much colder with a couple of snow showers. Tomorrow's high, 33. Friday will be brisk and chilly with sunshine and a few clouds. Friday will reach a high of 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. this makes sense does what make sense easter grass <laughs> so it can be green it's usually green right can be yellow pink some other dumb color well i'm of two minds here all right because an easter basket without the easter grass it just doesn't it doesn't look right I know I've been conditioned by past years of looking at, you know, Easter grass. However, you know, especially when you get little kids, that stuff finds its 
It's everywhere. And plus, it's staticky. All of a sudden, it's like sticking to your face. Mm -hmm. The dog's eating it. Yep. I mean, it's just the cat, of course, lives for it. Of course. So the Easter grass, despite it not making sense, it really does make sense. Aesthetically, you need Easter grass in your Easter basket. It does not make sense. It makes sense. No, because it's crazy town because of all the reasons you what said. What do you put in it? Newspaper? See, if I see one more of my cats walking around with that stuff, like, I don't even want to tell you what's happening to it. Anyway. And everything, though, as, is, is, you know, hitting each other in the basket. Mm. So this is what I started doing. I started using tissue paper years ago, and I felt oh, really good about it. Really? No, see, the beauty of Easter grass is, especially from the dad perspective, it's like, you know, two weeks after Easter... I'm rummaging around in my kid's Easter basket. What do you find? Oh, you find the missing jelly bean. And boom, it's like gold. Oh, yeah, I got the jelly bean. It's like the bonus fry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So for me, it does make sense. Yeah. Does this make sense? No, it does not. How about the seven-day forecast? Seven-day forecast makes absolutely no i don't care if you get satellite imagery accuweather whatever who can look far ahead into the future seven days with some predictable reliability no one so it doesn't make any sense i don't know why we get fed that and we go oh next sunday it's going to be 80 degrees meanwhile next sunday comes and it's 32 we got nothing seven day forecast doesn't make any sense at all totally on your side bingo Every time I see a seven day, I think, who are we kidding? No. What is this? Some kind of like human machismo. Maybe we have to act days. like, you know, seven full 24 hour days from now we're going to be able to yeah. nail down what kind of clouds we're having. I don't think so. Get Maybe out of three here. Three days at the most, three days. But seven days, man, that's like, you know, that's a high platform of wishing right there. And I never look at the radar, not a single time ever. Oh, I love the radar. No way. If I could, I'd get the radar premium on my app. Leave that to the professionals. Seven-day forecast does not make sense. Easter grass, we're of two minds. Calf says, no, I say yes. 101.5 WORD. On the cross, our death was canceled and we were set free. On the cross, Jesus' body was broken so that we might become spiritually whole. On the cross, Jesus' blood was shed so that we might be cleansed. On the cross... Jesus died so that we may live forever with him in heaven. The Bible comes to life. This week on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Tomorrow morning at 630 on 101.5 WORD. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231 Equal Housing Lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. We at Cash Call Mortgage are running a special for the month of March. To help homeowners save money, we're waiving all our fees to any borrower who locks a rate with us by March 31st. That's right, a true no-closing-cost mortgage loan with no closing costs and super low rates. Now's the time to refinance your mortgage. If you have an interest rate above 2.25%, give us a call to see if we can lower your interest rate and save you cash. No closing cost loans at Cash Call Mortgage. Give us a call or go to CashCallMortgage.com and apply online for a free quote to see if you qualify for this special savings offer. Just visit CashCallMortgage.com or call us today at 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. 
6651. If you're a Word FM listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see three reasons why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, we pay WordFM listener appraisal fees up to $500, and that's upfront money that you don't have to pay back if by some chance you end up not closing. It's important to us to show our commitment to this station. And finally, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. There was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. I would say probably pre-streaming that if you admitted to someone that you enjoyed watching documentary films, people would look at you and go, what do you work for PBS? Are you some kind of weird egghead? <laughs> what is the deal with documentary films? Because when you look at documentary films, especially you know, as far as movies, they're always kind of like the like the poor stepchild of movies, right? Sure. But that's changed. I mean, Netflix, Prime, Hulu, whatever the streaming platform you're currently on, my guess is there are any number of excellent documentaries that really have risen to the fore that have changed people's viewing habits. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. Alyssa is a uh, film critic at Vox.com. She's been writing about film and culture since 2006. Her work has appeared at Rolling Stone, The Washington Post, RogerEbert.com. She's a member of the New York Film Critics Circle, also a 2017-18 Art of Nonfiction Writing Fellow with the Sundance Institute. And she's here today to talk to us about Oscars and documentaries. Hi, Alyssa. Hi. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you. All right, Alyssa, so where do uh, documentaries rate? Like in your viewing, you watch so many movies. Is it something you, you do because you have to, or is it something that you really are, get into? No, it's, it's pretty much my favorite thing to watch. I mean, I wouldn't call yes. them documentary a genre. I, I actually like to use the phrase nonfiction more because I think a lot of people, like you were saying, have this idea that you know documentaries are like basically whatever you see during a pledge drive on PBS and they're kind of dry and maybe you watch them in history class and it's like a bunch of people talking about stuff that happened right. a long time ago but actually i mean nonfiction filmmaking can be a comedy it could be a drama it could be a mystery or a thriller it's just the only difference is the story isn't made up it's real um and it really happens and so i i love watching that kind of a thing Wonderful. So I, I would think it's safe to assume that this is in many ways sort of the golden age of nonfiction or documentary filmmaking mm-hmm. because of streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Streaming is a big part of it. I mean, you know, I think one there's sort of two genres that people watch and don't even think about them as documentaries. But one is um, reality TV, right? Reality TV um, isn't going to probably educate you about history or something, <laughs> 
But it is going to take the stuff of reality and turn it into a compelling story. It's going to do it by fancy editing and maybe leaving things out, but that's what it's going to do. And then a lot of people love true crime documentaries, and that's been a mm-hmm. huge thing on streaming services. I mean, Netflix just puts out gobs of true crime, and it's because people are interested in it for whatever reason. And again, they're they're kind of they're encountering someone else's stories. And one good thing that streaming services have is. Um, you know, there's not like a lot of overhead for them. And so they can afford to invest in these different kinds of films and sometimes documentary series. Uh, and also people are willing to like pop a pop a doc on at night and see if they like it in a way that they might not do if they were going and buying a ticket to a movie theater. Mm, that's good. Tell us, mm-hmm. Alyssa, about Collective, uh, the first mm-hmm. documentary film you've written about. Yeah, so I mean, there are five documentaries nominated for Best Documentary at the Oscars. Um, the first one is called Collective. It's a Romanian documentary. I first saw this like way back in 2019 um, when it was playing at festivals. And it plays like a really taut political thriller. You might think of, um, you know, kind of like a movie about people exposing corruption. So you might mm-hmm. think of like Spotlight from a few years ago. It has the same vibe. Um, it's in. It's a story in Romania about a fire that that killed people in a nightclub, and um, there were people who had to go to the hospital, and it turned out that the conditions at these hospitals and in the medical system there were shockingly bad, and people were dying because of that. And so the documentarian um, started following the story, and what you, you kind of follow along with is him slowly understanding what's really going on here and all of the strings and um, implications there are to this one event. So it works kind of like investigative journalism. It's really, really, um, I don't want to use the word exciting because it's also very sobering, but it's definitely one of those movies that you can't stop watching once you start watching it. And um, I think, you know, maybe a lot of us aren't super familiar with the Romanian healthcare (laughs) system, but I think that, um, The film, uh, you know, obviously we all have different ways that we encounter corruption um, in in government and in public systems, and that's just true all over the world. So that's a lot of what this film looks at. And you can stream it on Hulu or just rent it on iTunes or Amazon if you want to watch it. Very good. And I think that's one of the things, right? So your point, you know, not a lot of us know about, you know, the Romanian healthcare system. It's kind of like podcasting in some ways, you know, documentary mm-hmm. films that there's been an explosion there mm-hmm. and things that you never mm-hmm. knew or thought about are not presented to you. And so you have an opportunity to deep dive into things that, you know, you kind of get, I didn't know, even know that I liked that or was interested in that, but there it yeah. is. Right. And it's done by telling us a good story. So it's not just like, okay, now we're going to give you a bunch of dry facts about something that, no, you get involved with it because they're human stories. People are people no matter where they are. And, uh, you know, and a good filmmaker can turn that into as exciting a movie as any fiction filmmaker would make. That's good. Mm. Talking with Alyssa Wilkinson Mm -hmm. from Box.com, where she's the film reviewer. So uh, talking about documentaries, I love this film, you know, uh, Crip Camp. uh, Mm -hmm. It started off at one thing and became something else. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so Crip Camp is on Netflix. It's been there for about a year. Um, it uh, so it's a it's a movie about a place, um, a place called Camp Jened, which is an upstate. Was in the seventies was an upstate summer camp uh, run for people with disabilities, teenagers with disabilities, um, and some of them are you know moderate, some of them are severe. But it was a place where teenagers who felt like they were alone in their daily lives could go and be together and feel like they belonged. 
Um, and one really fascinating thing about this camp that nobody really, you know, anticipated when it was created is that the people who uh, who went to the camp became the seed of the disability rights movement. So back then, for instance, you could be denied a job because of a disability, or you might not be able to get into public buildings because there was no law that required there to be handicapped accessibility uh, to mm -hmm. public buildings. So they were the force behind that change. And this was a, you know, a very important moment in American history. Um, but it all started at this camp and it, it's sort of uh, the film really helps you understand how a community where people feel like they belong can be the seed of something much, much bigger than just a fun place to spend your summers. So that one's been streaming on Netflix. Uh, I really recommend it. It's really uplifting, has a great soundtrack. Um, and the co-director of the film, Jim Lebrecht, uh, himself was a Camp Jeded uh, camper when he was a teenager. Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Alyssa Wilkinson's with us, film critic at Vox.com. We're talking about the documentaries that are nominated for this year's Academy Awards. All right. So, you know, I love a spy film. Um, the Mole Agent, you said that's kind of a spy movie, but different. Yeah. So The Mole Agent is a, um, a Chilean film. Um, I talked to the filmmaker actually a year ago at Sundance, and she was like, you know, in Chile, we don't think about whether films are documentaries or fiction. We just think of them as films. And so that really comes through in this one. It's sort of a spy thriller in which this older man is cast uh, to play, quote unquote, a um, resident of a, of a retirement, well, a, a nursing home, really. And he's, he's supposed to be there to investigate the conditions there. But he also makes friends with the residents. And so there's some aspects of this that are kind of acting and there's some aspects that are not. Um, it's, it's really sweet. Uh, it's very funny in a lot of ways. And it also is just looking at, you know, like the ways that older people um, often live and the things that they spend their time with and the places that they live in. So I really enjoyed this film. I'm glad people liked it as much as I did. Um, it's called the mole agent because he's a mole and an agent uh, at the at the nursing home, and it's on Hulu as well, or you can rent it on Amazon or iTunes if you wish. Excellent. That's three great films. Okay, so uh, this next one I loved again is as far as documentaries, a total surprise called My Octopus Teacher. Mm -hmm. Now this is a you know in, in the sort of the genre of you know Jacques Cousteau. Remember Jacques mm -hmm. Cousteau underwater films. This is a guy who was a filmmaker kind of burn out a little bit and he goes back to uh, Cape Town, South Africa, where he has roots and he starts, you know, to dive for enjoyment, but then he meets an octopus. Listen. <laughs> yeah. He meets an octopus. Um, he starts following this octopus. He's, he's kind of fascinated by the octopus and he starts to feel like she's teaching him something about life, about slowing down, about life kind of as a creature um, on the earth and the ways that the the sea uh, and the cycle of life means something. And it starts to um, change something in him, too. He's able to bring his cameras underwater. He films her life. Um, honestly, it's it's probably a good film for a family, although, you know, before Warren's an octopus's life cycle is much shorter than a human's. So um, there's some of that. But it, it is a nature film. Like, it, it will feel familiar if you watch a lot of nature films, but the... Um, but Craig Foster, uh, who's the subject, he narrates it and he's kind of telling you the story um, of what he went through and how he 
experience this while also we're watching him go through it in real time through the footage. So that one, that one is streaming on Netflix as well. And it's been a huge hit. Gosh, really so beautiful. beautiful. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you're, Oh, tell us about time. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. So time to me is one, it's probably the best on this list. Honestly, okay. um, it's on Amazon time. It's a film by a woman named Garrett Bradley. Um, it follows another woman whose name is Fox rich and Fox is a woman who is full of faith. And she has spent the last 21 years trying to get her husband, Rob out of prison, um, He's been there uh, serving a crime, uh, serving time for a crime that he committed uh, when he was a young man. And he's sort of eligible for release, but she's having to run into a lot of bureaucracy. But it's really a really faith-filled film about um, hope and perseverance and love um, stretching across really difficult decades. Uh, it's, it's really phenomenal. And that one is streaming on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can just go watch it there. So five films that have been nominated for Oscars, Uh, a weird year. I'm sure even more so for Mm -hmm. you as a film critic, Alyssa. I mean, uh, Oscars are pushed back until uh, late April, but sooner or later they're going to get here. And so, I mean, good things are ahead, right? I mean, theaters opening back up again. Oscars are on. We're sort of in some ways film wise, you're getting back to normal. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope, right? <laughs> we're always crossing yeah. our fingers and holding our breath and hoping that things go as, as we're hoping. But yeah, you know, here in New York, movie theaters were closed for the entire year. They haven't been open at all, and they just started reopening. Um, I haven't been yet, um, but but the theater near my home has reopened, which is really exciting, playing all these Best Picture nominees. I keep getting notes about the theaters in Manhattan that were waiting until they could make sure their staff were vaccinated um, they're reopening. So it's, it's exciting for us. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a fun and interesting summer of movies because people are going to be able to go to theaters. Maybe they'll also be able to watch Maybe. movies at home and drive-ins are reopening everywhere. There so we go. A good chance you can go to a drive-in this summer if you want to. And, you know, if the pandemic did anything good for movies, it might be that drive-ins may have, you know, been, they may have come back to stay. They were really dying yeah. out, but I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of people who want to go to drive-ins, and that's the good thing. Yeah, I love it so much. I mean, there's pop-up drive-ins, places like, you know, there's old steel mills here in the city of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that, of course, have been closed for decades. They're showing movies on the side of the mill, which is super cool. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And, you know, here people are showing them on, you know, in parks and on top of buildings and in cemeteries. And um, there's something so fun about being outside yeah. with the with the, you know, the crickets and the stars and watching a good movie with people. So hopefully we get a lot more of that this year. Falling asleep at the seven minute mark. I've done it, Alyssa, when I've been (laughs) at a drive-in with John. Stay up, stay up. Sorry, it's hard for me. That's Alyssa Wilkinson, film critic from Vox.com. Alyssa, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, great pleasure. You can find Alyssa online. She also tweets Alyssa Wilkinson at Vox.com. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner. 
where students see faith woven into every subject and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. The government relies on churches for crisis response. What an open door for community impact. Your church can be a trained responder by taking the Ready Church Learning Track at ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org. ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org. Through the Ready Church Track, you will assess your church's strengths and learn how you can be most efficient in responding in times of crisis while strengthening your own congregation's Preparedness. ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Foundation.org. For cancer patients, being a survivor doesn't begin at remission. It begins at diagnosis. Word FM presents Survivor Stories, stories of hope, of faith, and courage in the words of patients and caregivers who are living through cancer together. Share your story at wordfm.com. Survivor Stories, sponsored in part by Young Adult Survivors United and Geneva College. Details at wordfm.com. while all of us were being crushed locally in Western Pennsylvania and the city of Pittsburgh with coronavirus 2020. We were talking last week with the folks from Food for the Poor, and they were talking to us about their friends, people that they've been caring for faithfully pre-COVID in Honduras and Guatemala and Nicaragua. I mean, the poorest of the poor, people who are living in abject poverty under the very worst conditions and the possibility that they would ever survive or arise out of that poverty, chances are pretty slim to none, quite honestly. So how do we care for those who are the poorest of the poor in the midst of this worldwide pandemic? Well, listen, Food for the Poor is such an incredible ministry. You look at the Maturity Navigator and how they spend their money and who they care for. Year in, year out, decades, decades, millions of people have been fed by Food for the Poor. And so I want to say first, thank you to everyone who's been part of our campaign so far. We've really fed a thousand plus kids for the next six months for $37 a month, 37 bucks a month feeds those kids. $37 feeds one kid for six whole months, six months. 
So here we are at the very close of our campaign, counting down the days. We've got 27 more kids. That's it. 27 kids with our deal with Food for the Poor that we say, we can do this. We can feed these 1,500 kids. We're 27 children away. So as a Holy Week offering, as an Easter offering, won't you join us right now at wordfm.com. Wordfm.com. You'll see the Food for the Poor banner at the very top of the page. And take one child, $37. We're looking for 27 children to be taken care of. Maybe you could do one child. That'd be great. You can do more than that, 5, 10. You want to do the full swoop of do 27 children? God bless you. But I'm telling you, um, the kids are here. And this is reality. This is literally the truth of what's happening. These children need to be fed for the next six months. And so we come to you. Uh, and say, step out of your comfort zone as a, a means of worship with food for the poor for these next six months, wordfm.com. I'll be honest with you. I woke up this morning and I thought, oh, I haven't done that yet. Mm. So if you have been thinking about giving to food for the poor and you haven't done it yet, don't worry, because I hadn't done it either. Good. Um, but if you go on to wordfm.com, it is super, super fast. I mean, it was less than a minute and I was in and out and it's just, you know, it's the right thing. You know, it's the right thing because we've been given so much and to share just a bit with, uh, with kids who need it with moms and dads who want more than anything to take care of their kids. They just, they just do not have the opportunities that have been extended to us. And so if you're a person who lives in the United States and you have not had opportunities extended to you, you know what it's like. Um, and you know how frustrating it is and you know how, you know, you just think, why do I even try? Why do I even try if there's no opportunity for me? Um, listen, these people do not want to hand out. Um, John's traveled with food for the poor. I've traveled with food for the poor. The joy of it is that when they get a hand up, they take it, man, and they go for it. I mean, it's just, they're absolutely beautiful people. So go to wordfm.com. Um, $37 feeds one kid for six months, but you can feed five kids for less than $200. So go for it, wordfm.com. Yeah, um, oh, also, Paul Jacobs was with us last week. Oh, for Paul Jacobs, happy birthday, and Paul Jacobs. it's his birthday today, for goodness sake. What the heck? I mean, we already wished happy birthday to Gary Dixon, our operations manager, Word FM and WPIT. Paul Jacobs, our very good friend. We've traveled. I mean, he's he's kept us alive in some kind of shaky places over the years, John. Uh, so happy birthday to you, Paul Jacobs. We love mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah. A little caramel latte for you. you know, yeah, and so salute toaster. Paul. Maybe you want to give to uh, some, you know, support some kids in Paul's honor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kath, uh, I know that you uh, attend worship with a, a woman, Nellie. And uh, Nellie, uh, like a lot of African-American women, she does not uh, attend church lightly. She shows up dressed to the T. And uh, we saw a story today that uh, reminded me of Nellie. And, of course, uh, it's one thing to show up. It's another thing to get dressed up for Sunday worship. Laverne Ford Wimberly of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Her story is listed right now on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. And you owe it to yourself to go look at this story because listening to it is not going to do it justice. Laverne Ford Wimberly is 82 years old. And the very first week of COVID, when they closed down her worship service and made it virtual only, she thought to herself, I have been dressed to the nines for church every week of my life. I can't sit here in my pajamas. She's 82. So she decided she would wear her regular church getup, and then she would take a selfie and send it to the people at church. So they knew that she was, you know, doing her thing. She's being faithful. Well, she's been doing this, this whole time. And the, the 
outfits that she has put together are oh, yeah. so outstanding and her face is so gorgeous. I mean, this woman, I, so she's Dr. Wimberly. Um, she was a high school principal for a long time. And um, so she knows what it's like to be uh, you're, you're treated by others, by how you, you know, put yourself together. It's very important to her and she has made it count in True. COVID. So you have got to see Laverne Ford Wimberly, age 82, Tulsa, Oklahoma, bringing it to the nines every Sunday. Yeah. Put on your Easter bonnet and then some. All the frills upon it. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for being with us. It's always a pleasure to gather here from four to six every day with Jesus in the middle. Uh, we are a community that like you are struggling, but are praising our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So thanks for being part of that community. Have yourself a great night. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.